a Jewish independent state. The first one who did it for the whole nation was David, King David. Till the time of King David, the Jews didn't have an independent state for all the nation. And some very few years later, in the end of the time of Amelach Shlomo, there were two kingdoms, and very, very soon later, the Jews lost the privilege to have a Jewish independent state. And now, when we are speaking about Bait Shani, a very small amount of years, the Jews had an independent state. I'm not speaking about the time that the Jews went to exile and they lose it and the Jews, the most, the majority of the Jews are in exile not for 2,000 years but the majority of our nation is in outside of the land of Israel and without an independent state for more than 2,700 years ago. Because in the time of Hizkiyahu Amelech the majority of the Jews left Israel and they lose their state. So to find a lachot regarding this issue is very, very complicated. But let's try to do it, finding sources in the Bible and in the Rambam and the Gemarot and the Shulchan Aruch to try to see what we can really know about this situation and the obligation of the children and the citizens, each towards the others. And now I will give a very short introduction. To be a king, it means three areas that he have is not under the regular rules of halacha. The first one is regarding killing. Lo tirzach is one of the most fundamental halachot that we have. For a Jewish court to give death penalty, it's almost impossible. It's a very, very rare situation that the Baden have the halachic ability to kill somebody. But, when we are speaking not about Baden, but when we are speaking about the king, the governor, the, the, the governor, the memshala, it's very easy. And you know what? There is a direct way to give death penalty. And it's an indirect way to give death penalty. How? By de declaring a war. If the government, if the prime minister, if the president is declaring a war, immediately he gave death penalty to, we don't know how much, how many, but many people will pay with their life for this decision. We saw it last week. If Netanyahu had decided to say to send infantry troops inside Gaza, it means that some, we don't know how many, but for sure Jews will pay 
with their life to fulfill this command of the government. This is the reason to that, to declare a war, this is a decision that can be taken only by the authorities. No private man can declare a war or to make any decision regarding war. Second, it's a, you know that Eretz Chemda is running a Batei-Din system which is taking care about monetary cases. One of the most difficult opportunities, according to Allah, is to take money from one person and to give it to another person. Amotzim Mechavero Alava Reaya is one of the strongest alachot. You want to, 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 to get a good advice? Always be on the side who is the muhzak. <coughs> it's better. To take money from another Jew is very, very, very difficult. I'm not speaking about in life. I'm speaking halakhically. <laughs> but the shilton, for them, it's very easy. If the IRS is telling you, you need to pay this year $200,000 as taxes this year, it's your obligation to show why you are not supposed to pay. First of all, you need to pay it. Don't work in such a situation. When we are speaking about the shilton, the, the permission to put an end inside your pocket belongs to the shilton without any doubt. The third area that the shilton is not like regular people is regarding weddings. We just read in Parashat uh, that you, according to Allah, no one can enforce a girl to be his wife. You need a permission. There is no any yotzeh dofen Allah in this part of life. You cannot enforce a woman to be your wife. You need her permission. And if you will enforce her, she is not Kudeshet. There is no way to do it. But the king has the permission, according to Allah, to, to take any unmarried girl without her permission. We will see later from where, what is the halachic source to it. But this is also a way that the king show everyone that he is the king. If he do it, if he did it in an halachic proper way, it's okay. If he is, if he is doing it in a non-alachic proper way, this is a big problem. And this is a big problem if he is killing somebody, 
not according to Alakha, and it's also an Alakhic problem if he is taking money not according to Alakha. Today we have another way to take money from the citizens without collecting taxes. It's a new way which the Bible didn't know about it because it started only on the Persian era. And the Persian era is not today, many judge. The Persian era is uh, about 2000 and let's say 500 years ago or 400 years ago. This is a very special question. When and how long was this era? But this was the first time that we have money, not silver. In Hebrew, we can use kesef for silver, and we can use kesef for money. Silver is a very, very long story. 400 shekel kesef over la socher, kesef in this pasuk means silver. But from the Persian era, we have kesef as money. And the only one who has permission to print money is the government. The king, the governor, the, the, the prime minister. It's, this privilege belongs only to the Shilton. And really, to print money is a way to collect taxes. Because if the government is printing money, everyone now in this room have less money. The, ask the, the American government about this way to collect money. If the government is deciding to change the rate Let's say in Israel, it was a custom of the government to make pichut. What is pichut? Pichut means that they are saying that from tomorrow morning, and they always did it in the time that the banks are closed. So tomorrow morning, when you will go to the bank, you will, you will have less ability to buy for the same amount of shekels, dollars. It means that if the government is making pichut, they are taking from you money. And there are many alaric questions regarding this issue, but today we are not speaking about the Hoshen Mishpat part of this, because let's say that somebody take a loan and now the rate is changing by the government. Is it supposed to pay more or it's ribbit? It's not a Hashemishpat issue, it's a Yoredea issue. But this is the issue. A lachic issue, a very interesting one. So let's now see what are really the limits for these issues. And we will try to learn it from a very interesting story that 
ספר שמואל is telling us, we don't have today to learn all the details of this story, but this story is giving us these three points in a very concentrated place, and this is a fascinating story which gives us also the way to understand what is the relationships between the citizens and the Shilton. And if we are saying that the Shilton have the privilege to make the decision of going to war, it says in the same time that every citizen must to obey to this decision and to leave the family and to go to the war. It's going both sides. It's not only that the government have the privilege, but it means that the citizens have the obligation. The, the same, the other side, if the government have the privilege to collect money as taxes, it means in the same time that the citizens have an obligation to pay. It's not only that it's permissible for the government to collect taxes. It means that every citizen Every citizen is supposed to pay it, and it's an obligation, anarchically. I'm not going to speak about the obligation of a woman to agree to be the wife of the king in the king in the leaders of today. It's a very interesting story of Cook is dealing with it, and he's saying that it's a dispute in between the Ramban and Rambam. We don't have the time today to speak about it. So, let's see what happened. And I'm going on source number one. There is a statement, a very famous one. Amelech met Yechiyamelech. No vacuum. Immediately after the, the king passed away, we need to declare who is the new king. Amelech met Yechiyamelech. Okay, let's see what happened here. Vayamot Shmuel. Shaul is still alive. But he is not really functioning as a king. And you can look at Shmuel as the one, the prophet, who is supporting King Shaul. In the meaning that Shmuel, the prophet, is passing away, the question who is really the king appears on the table immediately. And now, take a look what happened. The next detail that the, the prophet is telling us, Vayamot Shmuel, Ve'ish Bema'on. ומעשהו בכרמל, והאיש גדול מאוד, ולא צון, אצטרה, ושם אשתו אביגיל, והאיש קשה ורע מעללים, והוא חליבי. What is the connection between these, these two details? שמואל מת, and there is a very tough man, his name is Naval. We are now coming from the breeze, 
I, can't, I didn't hear what is the name of the newborn child. I can't promise you it's not Naval. <laughs> How it could be that a Jewish mother is giving such a name to a child? The answer is, and I'm not going to speak about it, that his real name was Lavan. Parashat Shavua. Lavan, in our Parashat Shavua, is also a Naval. And you have the, the permission to change the order of the letters because the next name of Lavan is Arami. Change a little the order and you will get Naval Aramai. It's the same letters like Lavan Arami. The original name of Naval was Lavan. Lavan means completely pure. Bechol et yub gadecha levanim. It means be aware not to have plaques on your clothes, not in the regular meaning to, to, to keep yourself clean, but in the meaning of spirituality. Be careful. Okay. No, no, no. Now, yes. Sorry if I'm interrupting, but just a foundational question. Do all three um, of these rights of the government need to apply in order for them to apply individually, or can they be applied individually without three, all three applying, like the, the one where you can take no. life without permission? I, I'm not sure that I understand your, your question uh, exactly, but I will try to, uh, to, uh, to uh, answer you. This is three places that a governor, a king, a prime minister, a president is not like any other. And always he has this privilege. Now, when in our generation, when we are speaking about not a king, but somebody who is a part of a group, like let's say a prime minister, let's say a, a president today the question regarding women is still a question, but it could be different today than in the time of the Bible. And here in the States, you have this issue on the table 10 years ago in a very, very strong way, unfortunately. So, okay, so let's so go. The other two can apply without. The yes, apply. yes. And this is what Rav Cook is dealing, if it applies today or not. Okay, now let's see how the Yerushalmi is explaining us what happened in this moment. Please, take a look on source number two. One of the ways to declare I am the new king was always in all history by taking the wives of the former king. There is only one story in the international history that the new king didn't take the wives of the former king which was defeated by him in the battlefield. You know who was the only one who didn't do it? Don. What? 
David do it. Sure. Who was the mother of Absalom? Ma'acha Batal Ma'imelchur and Chazal is explaining us that she was the daughter of the king, which was defeated in the war by David. The only one who didn't did it, who didn't do it, was Alexander the Great. When he defeated the Persians, it was such a surprise that this small country, Macedonia, is taking over the empire of the Persians. He didn't took the wives of Dariavesh. And all the nations remembered it for thousands of years because it was a very rare situation. So now let's see the Yerushalmi and how the Yerushalmi explains what happened in Zephyr Shmuel. Rabbi Yudan Omer, Nosea Melech al Menota Melech. The new king is taking the widows of the former king. Shematzinu Bedavid. Shenasa al Menot Shaul. Shenemar. Vait Nalecha et Beit Adonecha. Please explain. Ritzpa was the pillage of Shaul. Okay, we can understand it. If David, King David, if David is taking the pillage of Shaul, is declaring himself that I am the next king. Okay? For sure, he couldn't take the, re- the wife of Shaul. Why? Why took the pillage? Why didn't take took the, the wife? Didn't take the wife? Because the wife is his mother-in-law. Because she is the mother of his wife, Michal. Okay, who is the second on the on the list? Abigail. Abigail was the wife of Naval. She is not the wife of Shaul. The third one is Bacheva. She for sure was not the wife of Shaul. Okay, we will understand it later. At least the second name. Now, the Gerushalmi is saying, Shlosha banim ayu lechesron. The interpretation of the Yerushami is very, very surprising. The Yerushami is saying that after Shmuel Anavi Shmuel passed away. Somebody came and he announced, I am the next king. Who was this person? Naval. Why? Because he is coming from Kalev. And we know that the Melucha belongs to Peretz, the first son of Tamar, of Judah and Tamar. And Peretz gave it to Chetzron. Chetzron had three childs. The, according to Naval, the two first 
lose the ability to be the head of the royal dynasty and is from the third one and is saying now to all Am Israel and you can find it in every part of the media please know everyone I am the next king it belongs to me so according to the Yerushalmi the story that we are going to read about now in Sefer Shmuel is the question is under the title who is the next king and what are the obligations of the citizens and the privileges that this man have as a king and now no one can guess such an interpretation without learning the Yerushalmi so now let's go back to the story and let's see what really happened as I said when Shaul was the king he was not the king of all the tribes he was not the king of Shevet Yehudah the king of Shevet Yehudah was unfortunately under the Philistinians not the Palestinians, the Philistinians and Shaul HaMelech didn't collect taxes from this part of the nation and in the other side he also didn't give them security let's see what happened now I'm reading for source number one Pasuk Dalet Vaishma David Bamidbar Ki Gozez Naval Etzono how we are saying this fact in modern language the answer is December 21st uh, 31 is coming soon it's time to pay taxes and now who is coming to collect taxes let's see וישלח דוד עשרה נערים ויומר דוד לנערים עלו כרמלה ובתם אל נבלו שלתם לו בשמי לשלום and now it's time to pay taxes in a very nice way but it's a demand pay your taxes why? because I am David taking care about security problems in your area why? Because there is no a Jewish king. The king is not functioning in this part of the land. I am protecting you against the foreign enemies around. Because that I am giving you peace. You can now collect your money via the Gezatzon. You need to pay taxes. What is the answer of Naval? He is saying, I am the king, not you. So let's see what is the answer of Naval. Take a look on Pasuk Yud. Naval et Avdei David, Vayomer, Miza David umi ben Ishai. Ayom rabu avadim amitparsim ish mipne Adonav. I am the one who is collecting taxes. I am not the one who is paying taxes. You are the slave, and slave is not the one who is working in the southern states of the United States collecting kutna, cotton. A slave means a citizen who is supposed to pay taxes. 
stone a valley saying, I'm the king, not you. If you are not the king, you have no the permission to collect taxes. I'm not paying to you. So what was the answer of David? Take a look on Pasuk Yudgimel. Vayomar David la'anashav, chigru ishcharbo. What was the punishment in the time of the Bible if somebody didn't agree to go to the war to serve in the army or didn't agree to pay taxes? The answer is death penalty. And it was easy. It's not like bathing. As I said in the beginning, if we are speaking about bathing or private people, it's very difficult to do both. To take money from the Azer, because I'm not seeing the Havara Alavaria, or Hasvekalira to give death penalty. You need San Edrin of Esemishal or Shedi, Matra, it's impossible. But here, David is doing, is acting as a king. And Chazal is telling us that he is also established a bathing of the king, and they put on the head of Naval. The definition of Moret Bamalchut. And if somebody is not agreeing to pay taxes, he is Moret Bamalchut, and the king can kill him. Yes. But Shmuel also, in his lifetime, had anointed Humashach Shaul. David. Okay, okay. So you are explaining us why David is functioning now like a king, because Shmuel said, You are the next king. Okay, let's see what will be happened. Now, let's go a little farther, and we will read what happened after this decision which was taken by David. As usual, the wife is solving the problems. Abigail is trying to take care about this problem, and let's read... Pasuk Yudchet and Kaf. Vatemayer Abigail, she know no time. Why no time? Dinen Fashot Danim when? Only Bayom. So you have time till the next day. The answer is no. Because if we are speaking about Dina de Malchuta, Amelech Dan Gambalaila. So it's urgent. Vatemayer Abigail. She is now going to pay the taxes instead of her husband. And now, Pesukaf, This is a very simple Pesuk. No? Any questions regarding this Pesuk? But the Bavli and the Yerushalmi is telling us that behind this Pasuk is the issue which we spoke about 10 minutes ago. If the king has the permission to take any wife that he wants. And I will explain it immediately. And now, let's see how David is functioning. Pasuk Afalef. ודוד אמר, אך לשקר שמרתי את כל אשר הזה במדבר, פסוק כ"ב, כה יעשה אלוהים לאויבי דוד וכה יוסיף, אם אשאיר מכל אשר לא, עד הבוקר משתין בקיר. This language, אם אשאיר מכל אשר לא, עד הבוקר משתין בקיר. The Bible, many times, is using it regarding the question, who is the next king? 
the new king is killing everyone, every zakhar, every male, Mashkin Bekir is the male, who belongs to the former royal family. Take a look at source. Okay, I didn't bring it, but uh, be- believe me that I can check it in all the Bible. Whenever the Bible is speaking regarding the question, who is the next king, the Bible is using this term. In now, I want to show from where the Yerushalmi took this interpretation that this is the question here. Who is the real king now? Take a look at Pasuk Lamedvav, the last Pasuk on the first page. Abigail is trying to take care. Her husband don't know anything about it. He is busy. He is busy with a mishte. A mishte is also something with a strong connection to malchut. One example is Megillat Esther, but it's not only Megillat Esther. But take a look, what is the definition of this mishte according to the prophet? Vatavo Abigail and Naval. Why? He's celebrating what? His tendency to be the king. And his actioning, his, his behavior from now is like I am the king. And this is the reason that he didn't agree to pay taxes, because he is supposed to collect taxes. Now, Let's see what really happened when Abigail met David. And they are now going to deal halakhically who is really the king now. Let's read it in the Bible and then on the first page and then we will see how Chazal in Yerushalmi and Bavli explain this very, very interesting conversation. Take a look on Pasuk Kaf Vav. It's on the first page in the middle. Pasuk Kaf Vav. This is the words of Abigail. Abigail was not only the wife of Nabal. She was one of the seven females prophets in Jewish history. Take a look briefly on source number four. Sheva Neviot, Maninu, Sarah, Miriam, Vora, Hannah, Abigail, Kuldav, Esther. Abigail is a prophet. It's a big question. How such a prophet agree to marry such a person with the name Naval? But as I explained, his potential was to be Lavan. Okay. And she really wants to be the queen. And she had a lot of reasons why she is the best one to be the queen. Let's see what happened. I'm reading now from the Bible, 
במקום פרק כ"ה, אין פסוק כ"ו. ועתה, אדוני, חי השם וחי נפשך, אשר מנעך השם מבור בדמים. What is דמים? דמים can be connected to two issues. First, to kill. Second, relationship between a man and a woman. Let's see later. והושע ידך לך, ועתה יהיו כנבל אויביך והמבקשים אל אדוני רע. ועתה הברכה הזאת אשר הביא שפחתך לאדוני, וניתנה לנערים המתהלכים ברגלי אדוני, I paid you the taxes that you wanted. שנא לפשע אמתך, כי עשו יעשה השם לאדוני בית נאמן, כי מלחמות השם אדוני נלחם, ורעה לא תימצא בך מימיך. I'm now jumping to פסוק ל', והיה כי יעשה השם לאדוני ככל אשר דיבר את הטובה עליך וצווך לנגיד על ישראל. If you are listening to me, you will be the next king. If you are not listening to me, you will lose the promise that you got from the prophet Shmuel and you will not be the next king. And you will lose many many other things that we are going to speak about them. Immediately. This psukim could be very powerful, but we can read them, first of all, according to Chazal, and second, if we understand the language of the Bible, in a very, very deep and as something which changed Jewish history forever. And I'm not speaking too much I. This conversation change Jewish history forever. Our life as Jews is, is now as easy because of this conversation. And I will explain it immediately, but let's see how Chazal explained these words. Take a look at source number two and The same is in source number four. We, have, we don't have the time to read two and four. So after that, you can take the pages and to see that four in the Bavli is the same like two in the Yerushalmi. I will explain after that what is the difference between the Yerushalmi and the Bavli regarding the interpretation about Neshea Donecha. Okay. Let's see. What happened? And let's see source number two. And let's see the end of the paragraph. Not the end in the middle. Let's see from the beginning. Uh, excuse me, not the beginning, from the middle. Vani Amatecha. You can see it six lines from the top. ואני אמתך, מלמד שתבעה לתשמיש. מיד הוציאה קטמה והראת לו. What is the meaning of this? As I said, what is one of the privileges of a king? That he can take any wife that he wants without her permission. 
חז"ל Why are you going to kill us all? 
I didn't do anything wrong to you. My children didn't do anything wrong to you. My cows and dogs didn't do anything to you. Why you want to kill all of us? And the answering him, Amar David. He didn't accept me as a king. And if somebody is not accepting the king, he is Moret Bamalchut, and the Melech can take all his property and to kill all his family, it's not like the bathing. Why you are thinking that you are the king? Your answer. Oh, sure, I'm the king. The prophet Shmuel told me that I'm the king. What is Adain Monita de Maran Shaul Kayam? She is asking him, Do you have the permission to print money? Monita is the way that in the time of the Gemara they spoke about money. It's a connection to Abu Dazara, I'm not going to explain it. But also monitin today. What is monitin today? Every business has two values. One, the properties, the machines, the land, the building, and the other one is the name. The brand name. It's worth a lot of money. This is, is the way that we are using the term monitin today. But in the, in the first time they use it to say, you are not allowed to print money. In another words, you are not a king. Let's see, let's see the way that the, that the Bavli is, is telling us the same fact. Take a look at source number four. והיה היא רוכבת על החמור ויורדת בסתר ההר. בסתר ההר? מי נער מבאי לי? אמר רבא בר שמואל על עסקי דם הבא מן הסתרים. נטלה דם והראתה לו. אמר לה וכי מרים דם בלילה? אמרה לו וכי דנים דיני נפשות בלילה. אמר לה מורד במלכות הוא ולא צריך למידייני. אמרה לו עדיין שאול קיים ולא יצא טבעך בעולם. What is the difference between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi? There is any difference between the conversation in the Bavli and the conversation in the Yerushalmi? It's a big dispute in between the Rishonim and the Achronim. If in the Bavli Yerushalmi we have only one explanation, Adain Monita de Shaul Kayam, or in the Bible we have two explanations. First, Shaul is still alive. And second, Lo Yatsat Tivacha Baolam. Tivacha is what? If we are using today terms, you don't have monitin. You are not a name. You are not a brand name. But in the original explanation of it is what? Tivacha is from the language of Matbea. Your currency is not something which is going on the market. It means that you are not a king. 
in other words, you have no, you have no permission to collect taxes. It's the same issue. Now, let's go back one line later. Amarla, Uvaruch Tamech, Uvrucha Ad Asher Chilitini Ayom Azem Mibobe Damim, Damim Tartei Mashma. David Amelech thanked her about two issues. Thank about three issues. First, Damim is also money. Damim is also to kill. Damim is also blood in the meaning of man and woman. And now, David Amelech is telling her, thank you so much that you gave me three strong lessons. I can, I'm not the king, and I cannot use my power not in the field of collecting taxes, not in the field of killing people, and not in the field of taking wife without permission. Okay? Now, let's go back to the Psukim and let's see what really happened to Jewish history in this moment. Go back to source number one. But you know what? Before, I want to show you that it's not my interpretation. The way that I explain the Pavli and the Ushami is the way that the Rambam explained it. Take a look at source number six. Source number six is saying what are the rights of the king regarding taking wives. What are, what's David is telling us? What the Rambam is telling us? וכן לוקח מכל גבול ישראל נשים ופילקשים, נשים בכתובה וקידושים, ופילקשים בלא כתובה ובלא קידושים, אלא בייחוד בלבד קונה אותה ומותרת לו. אבל הידיעות אסור בפילגש, אלא באמה עברייה בלבד אחר ייעוד. פירייס. What is the If he is taking her by ichud, it means that he is jumping in the process of chupar kiddushin on kiddushin. He is jumping immediately to chupa. It's the same process regarding a private man when he is taking abayivriya leachar yehud. And you know all the sugiot in maseret kiddushin. What about the money? I'm not going to go inside now, but Rav Gershuni and others of the Akonim explains that the relationship between every woman and the king is like the, like the relationship between Amai Vriya and the master. So this is one issue. The second issue, take a look on source number five. When we are speaking about somebody who is taking money without permission from his friend, the question is not only if it's permissible to take the money, but the question is also if you have the permission to enjoy from this money even <coughs> you didn't took the money. 
ליצור דרמב"ם מסטלינגס. אסור לקנות דבר הגזול מן הגזן, ואסור לסעדו על שינויו. You cannot buy the stolen property from the thief. But not only this, הלכה ב' אסור ליהנות בדבר הגזול. ואפילו לאחר ייאוש, even though that he bought the שינוי רשות, שינוי שם, we are not now learning בבא קמא. I am not going inside the old details. But even if the thief is now the owner of it, you have not the permission to enjoy it. So if somebody is collecting taxes against הלכה, and he is building with this money the George Washington Bridge. Now, and the tunnel is closed, how you are supposed to go to New York City? You have no permission to go on the bridge, because the money which the government collected to build up the bridge is against the halakha, against the law. Only if the government is the government and the taxes they collected is okay, so it's reasonable to go to New York City. Now, the Rambam is saying, he's speaking, this is regarding private people. ולכן הלכה ג' גזל תקלים ועשה מהם גשר, אסור לעבור עליהם. If a private man stole wood and he built up a bridge, To go over the small river, you have no permission to go over it. The same regarding the Melech. Now, let's jump to Alakha Yudchet. We don't have the time to go all over the details. Alakha Yudchet. Dina de Malchut Adina. When? Bamed Varim Amurim. Bemelech Shematbeo Yotze Botam Arachot. From where? From where, the, from where the Rambam took this idea. That we know that he is a legal king because his currency is something that the people recognize. This is the lecture that Abigail gave to David and the Rambam is passing according to it to Allah Maise. This is a sign that people accept somebody as a king. The power of the king is not coming from the weapon that he is holding in his hand. The power of the king is not because he can send the police against you or the soldiers against you. The power of the king is coming because the people agree that he will be the governor. Why? Because they want somebody to protect them from the enemies outside and to give security inside. But without the permission of the people, you are not a king. And if you are collecting money, it's gazel. And if you are declaring a war, you are a And if you are taking a wife without her permission, or you are using the power of the king to do such a thing, you are choteh. And now, let's go back to thought number one. And let's read carefully the words of Abigail, and we are going to finish in five minutes. I know that the turkey is waiting for some. <laughs> okay. Let's read it again now. 
Abigail is teaching David. People are not recognized you as somebody who can print money. People didn't went to the elections and they didn't vote for you. It's the same way. This is the modern way to do it and this is the an ancient way to do it. And this is the reason that you cannot function as a king now. You are not a king. With the permission, with the promise of, king, of the Prophet Shmuel, it's not enough. You need the permission from the people. And you don't get, get it now. <coughs> it's too early. So now, take a look. And I'm reading from Pasuk Afret. Sana lepesha amatcha. What is the meaning of Bait Neeman? When is the time that we are using this term today? A wedding. Bait Neeman, here, is a family. But this is the first interpretation. What is the situation of David on this time? You have a family or don't have a family? He's married. But where is Michal? With another person. I'm not going to speak now if there was a sword between them or not. It's another question. But Michal was given by Shaul to another person. It means that Shaul declared King David as a dead man. And Abigail is promising in a prophecy, you are not a dead man. You will be a part of a family. You will have children. This is the first minute. But it's much more. Bait Neeman means Binyana Deyad. In this moment, she is telling you, you can be the father, the first of the royal dynasty of the Jewish nation. If you are taking me now and you are killing Naval, you will be nothing. If you are collecting now taxes without Alaric permission, you are nothing. <laughs> But if you will hold yourself in all these three areas, you will be the head of the Bait Neeman. You will be the head of the royal dynasty. And I want to say something. No one in Jewish history, till David, had the privilege to be the first of a royal dynasty. No one. No Moshe Rabbeinu. No Yoshua Binun. No anyone of the Shoftim, not Shmuel, not Shaul, anyone, for more than 400 years. No one was the head of a royal dynasty. The first one who got this privilege was David. And the question is if he is going to lose it or not. In this moment. And if he is listening to Abigail, he will be. If you will not listen to Abigail, you will lose it. But Bait Neeman, Binyar Dayan, is also the name of Beit Amikdash. The Bait 
What is Habayit? Beit HaMikdash. If you will use your power now against Halakha in one of these three areas, forget from Beit HaMikdash. If you will listen to me, you and your son will build up the Bayit. Try to think about what had happened to Am Israel if David didn't listen to her. What will be with our Shmonesre? It's about David of Decha. Uvnei Yerushalayim? Vashavet Avoda? Nothing. This is a critical moment in Jewish history. And why, if you will listen to me, you will be the, a man with a family. You will be the one who will establish the royal family. You will be the one who will build up the Beit HaMikdash. Why? Because the privilege to be a soldier in the Jewish army is the base of these all gifts which Hashem is going to give David and the Jewish nation. If you are killing somebody, it could be, the worst step in your life. A murderer is such down. But if you are going to the war and you are fighting for Am Israel, it means that you really dedicate your life for Am Israel. To serve in the army is a privilege. It's not only an obligation. Rabbi Nuberger, via Allen, asked me to speak about Choktal. Choktal is not something, and I'm not speaking about Choktal, I'm speaking about serving in the IDF. To serve in the IDF is not only to make your duty as an Israeli citizen. It's a halachic privilege. It's something which can make Jewish continuity and Jewish future much more high level. The question of serve or not serve in the army is not a technical question. If you are not serving in the army, it means that you are not recognized the government of Israel as a shilton. You can do it in other ways, not to pay taxes. But it's not only a technical question, it's a spiritual first, most important thing in Jewish life. And for sure, you know that I'm very strongly pro-learning Torah. And all my life is to support and to teach people who dedicate their life to learn Torah. But it's not a contradiction to serve in the army. The ones who must be the big fighters to serve in the army must be the Rashi Yeshivot. And we need to find a way to do it without Chas destroying the Yeshivot. 
it will make the yeshivot much stronger. It will make Jewish future much stronger. It's not something that the not religious part of the Israeli society is supposed to enforce the religious part of the society to do. It must come from us, from the Torah learnings, learners. It must come from us, the people who understand why it's so important for us as religious Jews. In the way that Abigail the prophet explained it to David Amelech and he accepted. And the words of Abigail became halakha as we saw. We don't have the, the whole time to, to learn all the details. But all her words became halakha le dorot. Halakha le And we must, to my humble opinion, to learn it and to understand it with all the very, very, very difficult questions when we are speaking about it, how to do it in the field. It's not, it's not simple. It's complicated. But this is a challenge. And Jewish people never look for simple answers. The Jewish answers are always complicated. Like the answer of Abigail. It's not only yes or no. It's not only black and white. It's complicated. It's deep. It's a lot of details. It's a lot of questions. But answers. And to my opinion, the one who must push to solve this problem is we, the Torah learners. If somebody has any questions, it would be my pleasure to try to explain. If somebody don't know the books of Eretz Hamda, is invited to take a look, some examples. And if somebody wants to get every week our weekly Torah, it's free.